Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a test from the emergency podcast system. In the event of a real podcast emergency, we would be directed to... All right, that bit's over. Hi. This is an emergency podcast situation. Hi, it's Todd. How are you? There's really no reason to set this week's show up. I just... It's just a fun... It's all I got. You know, it's just you and me. Um, have you been watching Comedy Bang Bang on IFC? Well, fucking watch it. It's a new hardcore campaign. Fucking watch it. You hear me? You watch that show, Comedy Bang Bang. Don't fuck with me. Do not fuck with me. It's on 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock Central. I don't like to be fucked with. Meanwhile, they call Chris Hardwick. Uh, Yeah, we don't know about Todd's aggressive style. Hey, um, so this week is Greg Proops. Next week, Rory Scovel. We're going to read, we're going to get so silly next week. I don't think I've been silly enough. I think... We're going to redefine silly next week. We're just going to, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to do the water splashing, the family guy on the trumpet next door. We're going to maybe bump, bump, we're going to play that dog. Anyway, all right. The other day that song came on when I was driving down the street. You're like, what type of stations do you listen to? Don't worry about it. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, my God, he knew it was my birthday. But you're thinking, well, he doesn't really know. There's probably five people or 10 or 20 that are celebrating their birthday. But I'm talking to you. Oh, my God, he is talking to me. We have listeners in Germany. We have listeners in Sweden. We have lis- I don't want to mention them because then I'm going to miss somebody. 
but I know I'm connected. I get it. Crazy far away, crazy far away, wherever you're at, I'm aware of it. Oh my God, he is aware of us. Somebody's gone through the sobriety. You know, just so you know, I'm talking directly to you. You know, you've been going through sobriety for. There's somebody listening in their car right now. Oh, my God, I do listen in my car. Somebody else is um, at a hotel. Oh, my God, I am in a hotel. Somebody else is running late for work, and they, they haven't listened to it yet. Oh, my God, I am running late for work, and I haven't listened to it yet. Somebody else has gone to college. Somebody else is, you know. Oh, my God, I am going to college, and, and, and you know. <laughs> All right, this is ridiculous. Enjoy the show today. Um, remember, put those. Oh, we talk about putting silly dance videos up online. Thirty seconds, forty-five max, and then if you can edit just at the end after you dance silly, go black and say the Todd Glass Show on iTunes. Come on, help me out here. Oh my God, I will help him out. Now entering Nerdist.com. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. If you fucking call me back this time, then don't call me ever again, because we're done. The Todd Glass Show launches August 12th. Todd. There's a great group hey, on the yeah. show today. Elvin Backer. There's great yeah, groups on the show. The podcast. Hello, there's great groups on the show. Hello. Hello, great groups on the show. I thought we fixed the phone. I think it's funny every week. Ryan Regan. To imply that somebody would Again. get through somehow um, and ruin the opening theme. You don't want Hello. To do podcast. Hello, it's great groups on the show. I don't know. Sir, please wait. Yes, he's on the show. Do you want me to bet? God damn it. God, it's Marin. Is that Mark Marin? Is this the Mark Marin show? On the Todd Glass show. What do I fucking need to do? Our numbers have dipped a little because we're on the same time as Mark Marin. And uh, our podcast is on the same time. That's our running joke. I love the. That's Jed, Jed Kirkman started that saying. Your parents don't know about podcasts, so you make up a lie. They go, it's on, ours is on the same time as. Uh, so our, our numbers are dipping. Oh, that's a shame. We need a better slot. We, you know, that we want to go on right after Greg Proops. We feel it would be right. a good lead in for right, us. Right. But you keep a lot of that audience. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Very funny podcast, the Todd Glass Show, can be found at Nerdist.com. Please welcome Todd Glass. From the beautiful Las Cienega Strip. This is the real deal, Greg. I mean, this theme doesn't lie. Todd Glass Show. down. Listen, take it in. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be Is that mine? better? Could you be mine? That's right, folks. You know what they're saying about me, Greg? I'm like the fucking modern day Mr. Rogers, they're saying. I mean, that's what they're saying. The guy brags about himself by making it like, I guess that's what they're saying. I don't fucking know. It's sort of funny that we were joking about that last night. Like, a guy tries to brag about himself, so he goes to public situation. He'd be like, I guess Todd Glass got a deal or something. Yeah, you're Todd Glass. I know. That's what I'm saying. I guess he got a deal, though. Yeah, but why don't you just say, like, hey, you're, you're, you think that's still not bragging? I don't know. He liked up some of that Todd Glass money. Yeah, but you're Todd Glass. You can't say that. You can only say that. Nah. All right. There we go. So, hello, Greg. 
I'm Hello, gonna, Todd. I'm going to rip through some stuff. I'm excited that you're here today. Me too, buddy. I feel like uh, because I know your abilities to improv I might be torturous to you today, where we throw everything your way. Do something with it, Greg. Um, so we're going to. How rip are your numbers? Our numbers are good, but to tell you the truth, uh-huh. they were better, but now we're up against. Um, we're up against I can't You're trying to think of another podcast. I can't think of another podcast. <laughs> well, This American Life uh, airs the same time we do. Oh. You guys got to well, get Well, that doesn't Tuesdays. work because that's a real radio show. I know. Show, right? When's your podcast on? Uh, mine's on Wednesday 9. I got prime time. <laughs> G- Gary Goldman had this bit where he says, oh, yeah, we got the uh, Tate walking my dog time slot. <laughs> yeah. so well, I got on... the driving to work. That's the best yeah, time yeah. slot. <laughs> you're on at 9 on what yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we have lost old slot. <laughs> <laughs> They were really, you know, they were great lean-in for, uh, for my show. Uh, there's a lot of mystery on my show, like, what's he doing? <laughs> how's, this, how's this going to end? All right, so listen, so yeah, let, me why? Rip, let me rip through this real quick, and then I made an opening for you, which oh. I really like. I didn't sing it myself, but I did have it made. Um, so the festival, uh, the comedy festival. Oh, yeah, the uh, L.A. Podcast Do it quick, because we can get into it next week better. It's, uh, it's in September. No, sorry, October. And uh, the second weekend of October. And if you go to LAPodFest.com or at LAPodFest on Twitter or Facebook.com. Eh, sorry, that's enough. LAPodFest. Nope. nope. PodFest. Sure. I'm going to keep going with it. No, no. But yeah, you guys I, should go. It's going to be fun. Todd Glass will be there. Mark's going to be yeah. there, and I next think. week. And next week, uh, I wanted to drop it quick this week. Next week, we'll, we'll really talk about it more. Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan Katz. No, no, because I don't want to. We started late, and I'll tell why. Thank God Andrew for Todd is here. But I don't want to make Greg sit there for eight hours. So we'll do this. The Rodney Jonathan Cass has a new show called Explosion Bus. And uh, we're fans here. Short and sweet. I'm a fan of Jonathan Katz. I haven't seen the show yet, but I'm going to watch that next week. But I wanted to throw, you know. There but you, go. you can watch the show on their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash explosion bus. And it's Jonathan Katz. Come on. It's okay. I haven't funny. seen it. I haven't heard anything about it. Here's my review. Terrific. Exactly. Because of Jonathan Katz. Well, he's funny. Yeah, funny. that's what I said. I go, you know, the guy goes, have you watched it yet? I said, I'm probably not going to get a chance because I'm bad on the computer. But um, I'm sure if Jonathan Katz is doing it, it's worth watching. Yeah. I used to, I, I'm a big fan of his, even from his stand-up days. John uh, T-R-E-I, I hope I'm saying it right. You have a bit for Rory, the infomercial bit. We're going to get Rory to do it, but that's next week. So, And then um, we do have a 54-year-old. I said, are there anybody that listens to the show that's over 50? That, which is a weird question. It's not like I'm 20. but uh, So we got a few emails, and uh, Van... N-E-V-A-D-A. I should not be the one writing things down on the show. Um, so, uh, And then Joshua Bush made a, a, a video that we put online, and it was really nice. But Joshua, I forgot your Twitter name. So Joshua Bush, let, email me again your Twitter name. We have a younger listener. It's an 11-year-old listener. No way. Craig, I don't mind it. I'm, you know me. I'm happy when it's young. I like it all over the place. Sure. I want to be like Don Rickles. You know, when I was 11, I loved Don Rickles. Me too. So first, when you say it's an 11-year-old listener, I want to go... Yeah, when I was 11, I fucking got it. Matter of fact, I think 11-year-olds probably get it more. And then as you get older, the sense of humor gets... When you're 11, you have a great sense of humor. Tell me if there's any truth to this. 12, 13, 14, probably. In, and then after you graduate, the life... And, and you're, for whatever the reason, you decide to just get that sense of humor, that silliness gets beaten out of you. Well, that I agree with. I think a lot of people aren't silly anymore. But I don't think we have that problem. But no. I think a lot of people. But <laughs> the problem with life is that it beats the silliness out of you. And, I mean... Obviously, I didn't get into com- to com- committee to be uh, <laughs> uh, a big corporate prawn. I got into it so I could be a, a you know a 
Dillwad every day of my life. Uh, when the, uh, the worst part of show business to me is having to work and stuff. <laughs> That's so funny. I, mean, I don't mind working doing comedy every minute, but it's the other work. It's, it's the other work. Yeah. yeah, we say we go into town like two nights early to comedy clubs, me yeah. and Daniel, because we want to go and like just get there and eat dinner. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, but it's, but yeah, I'm a, I agree with you, obviously. So yeah, anyway, so there's that. But it's funny how like, you know, if you have stuff going on other than the show that night, you're working during the day, yeah. and then Todd and I were time we were talking about oh, yeah. how, like, that is like imagine thing. when work was just like when you first start out, you think, oh, the work is the eight to nine, the show, and that's you at work, and then yeah. you do whatever you want all day, yeah. and you don't. And you know, even though I still love stand up comedy, love being around comedians, that was because uh, uh, you didn't think, you know, you didn't have other things. Like he no. said, like, it, what did I, I, what, what I needed to be working on? I was working. I was there at the club working. Right, that was enough. That, was, I, that means I accomplished everything I needed to be. Well, like, when you first start, your goal is to get money for a gig. After you get money for a gig, you're like, I could like to get paid for a whole week. Then when you get paid for a whole week, you're like, oh, now I want a feature. You right, know? right. <laughs> and you're never, but I mean, then you look back on those days and think, I didn't care. I'd work for a whole week for no money, drive a zillion billion mm -hmm. miles, laugh my ass off. And we did. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, the thing is, that's what I'm more – if the word is to be proud of yourself, that I don't have to look back if I – people say if you had something happen to you or, you know, would you look back? And I go, well, I had a heart attack. Yeah. And I've, I'm proud to say, and there's other areas I want to work on in my life. I'm not saying I'm the most evolved, evolved being, <laughs> being in the world. But in some areas, I'm allowed to – that I didn't have to go, oh, you need to start appreciating life. I fucking do. Yeah. Like hanging out with it. I remember hanging out with you in Florida when we first met. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, we laughed our ass off. <laughs> there was a commercial on at the time that was involved the chest pieces on <laughs> these colonial chest pieces. That's right. So all I would make Greg do, I would bring him up on stage or at the condo. I would just go uh, take anything. Like make this. Do you mind if I do it to you yeah, right now? Ahead. Like this, uh, this uh, bottle. It's, it's uh, this bottle of water. Right. Sell it. Now, it's not in commercial style oh. it's chest no no I mean, you were doing it right i'm just telling the audience because we have a bit with chelsea peretti where she does an infomercial this is different this is like those old commercials so here's this bottle of water they raise the stakes so yeah, high wouldn't this you like to own this rugged and rustic chess set a chess set that depicts each and every one of the players using a magnificent container of a bottle of mineral water this tough durable plastic will last for generations <laughs> The king is an Evian bottle. The queen, Perrier. <laughs> Anything. And then I would hand you a pencil. Literally, yeah, I would right, go, right. You, you do These it. delightful. Oh, this is a mechanical pencil, the kind that has a rugged and effervescent outside. And yet the inside's full of soft, yielding graphite that lays down words with your every move. Oh. Not just useful, but decorative as well. Greg? <laughs> I think you're going to be every bit as fun as I thought you would be. <laughs> and that's said with no sarcasm at all. Um, so anyway, let me, let me still rip through these. By the way, folks, this, isn't even this show hasn't even started yet. Really? Now, like, you're making this part a little better, I gotta, okay. a lot better. Um, so all the emails that I got from our special episode, that's what I called our serious episode, we're going to talk about next week. I want to soak my teeth into it. If you emailed me, I got it, and we're going to discuss it. Hey, if I did a podcast at PJ Ryan's, I would say helium, but I've over, I was just there. PJ Ryan's, would people come to see it? Somebody asked me if I would do one in Phoenixville. I guess they mean PJ Ryan's, so let me know that. Um, by the way, speaking of being silly, start putting silly dance yourself dancing silly online. I saw one video. Or I, eating grilled cheese, by well, the way. We, we have that. Yeah, pictures of people eating grilled cheese. Do you oh, like really? grilled cheese? Do I like grilled cheese? Yes. 
because uh, I say like a grilled cheese. Well, we've talked about this before, so I guess we don't need. It. I say you should treat it like if grilled cheese was the price of lobster, you would go, oh fuck, I would eat it all yeah, the time. Right. But I just you know, it's that good. <laughs> so like, put it, set the table, nice, <laughs> and like eat grilled cheeses and tomato soup. So anyway, people sent pictures, but silly dances. Uh, um, send pictures of you just silly dancing. The one girl that someone sent me silly dancing just fucking gets it. Like. I almost wish I had the money to open a bar up, and that was the concept. Because when people let themselves go, you and you, the one rule I have when I have silly dancing at my party, no matter what someone does, and I'm to George Carr, and I'm serious. We can affectionately tease them, but it has to be an admiration. You never make fun of somebody, because if somebody does something silly and you make fun of it, well, everyone right. else is going to be inhibited. Right. You just and what people will do, and it's fun. A silly dance party. You got to have it real dark. Play funky music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You play progressive stuff, then disco, then Tom Jones. But anyway, send us it. Put your silly dance, uh, and then have it go black at the end, and put the Todd Glass show. That could be the running thing. Maybe thirty seconds of it. Forty-five max goes black. Put the Todd Glass show. That'll be a good way of getting the word out. Okay, I want to move past this. The IFC show, we can, I'll do that on the opening. Don't forget to remind me. Um, Rodney Dangerfield. Somebody wanted me to do Rodney, but if he just said regular shit. But we'll do that next week, too. Hey, I'll tell you. Hey, uh, honey, uh, make me a sandwich. Anyway. Um, I really, <laughs> can, can, I really. Can I get something out of the way really quick? Yeah. Uh, Paul Krugman. Uh, what are the chances he's listening? Probably slim. But if somebody that works for him, an intern, or if you know an intern that works for him, um, there's a short film that we would love to, uh, like a video, a funny online video would love, we would love to get him for. He'll play himself. It's not making fun of him. It would be great. Yeah, people would think he's funny, which would help him, I think. Paul Krugman. Okay. Uh, to tweet at us. All right, cool. I like it. And then, or like, anybody that works I love him. that you have a Paul Krugman premise for a, a yeah. video. I Not a lot of people reach out to economists. <laughs> 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 I had a Milton Friedman bit in the 80s. <laughs> no, seriously. All right, all right. Go on. Go on. Be a dick. <laughs> Uh, you, know, had, you had a bit on trickle down theory. My Thomas Malthus shit used to fucking <laughs> rock the, his house. Okay. When I go to Scotland, I crack out David Hume. I'll be honest. Hey, Thomas Foster. Smith, Thomas Foster, you're a nice person. Nice email. Like it. Those emails can make you feel good. That's why when they're mean, I try to remember how nice people can be also. any. Uh, so we'll talk about that next week. Now here, oh, I think we got everything out of the way. This is good. Now, Greg, I hope you like this. Uh, 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 so uh, so uh, play uh, Greg's opening. Does anyone want a tambourine over there? If you have any, if you have any rhythm. Hey, hey now, Greg Krups is here tonight. Yeah, he's on the Todd Glass show. Yeah, baby, that's right. You're gonna love, gonna love what he does. Yeah, funny, 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 funny. Hey, hey, Todd Glass, gonna enjoy grapefruits tonight. Sit back and listen to him make the night just right. I can't stop rhyming night and right. Ah, that's okay. I probably just got a bug bite. We're very lax on if he has trouble with the rhyme. Amazing, awesome, blissful, excellent, and fabulous too. All true. Fantastic, favorable, fortuitous, great, incredible dude. 
I like it. Ineffable, mirthful, outstanding, perfect, propitious, remarkable, and smart. Spectacular, splendid, stellar, stupendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In alphabetical yeah, order, yeah. I believe. He's super order. and ultimate, too. Greg Proops is unbelievable. Yeah, and wondrous, too. That's all the adjectives I could think of. Yeah, I'm thinking what you're thinking. That was pretty cool. <laughs> he drinks. Oh, you can fade it out. I have every right to maybe smoke a little and play that all over again. Who sang that, Todd? My fr- Lynn Shore, by the way. You know what says a lot about people? You and only one other person was very inquisitive. Last week, uh, who, who did we say? That, who wrote that? They liked it. Oh, uh, Kulop. And then this week, Lynn Shore. We don't like it when people don't enjoy the theme <laughs> that's made for them. I thought it was hilarious. I especially like... Lynn's the best. Lynn Shore. Anyway, he passed away. And we so that was the last one ever. That was the last one ever. No. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, he would have loved wherever he is upstairs. Yeah, he'd be laughing right now. Oh, he would. <laughs> I love when people are dead, but they'd be happy anyway because yeah. of whatever happened subsequent to their death. <laughs> that, that always makes me yeah. laugh when people go. Oh, he would have no, wanted you know us to what? have a good time. He'd, he'd, he'd have, yeah, he'd have loved to have cake right now. You know, that'd have been so. Well, of course he would. He'd be alive. That's why he would be eating the cake. I mean, the fact that he's deceased is preventing him from enjoying his life anymore. So. You know, he would love this. Yeah, because he would be dead. <laughs> well, because I always thought in the hypothetical, like if somebody was up there going, no, you know what? I'd like if they are alive. Who <laughs> right. says they got rid of their bitterness or their anger or yeah, either right, issues? Right. What, issues. Yeah. What are, there might not be an evolved human being if there is another place. Nobody where ever go. says, "Oh, thank God, so and so's dead," because he would hate oh, this my right God, now. He hate this. <laughs> oh. He hates bacon so much. <laughs> I love bacon. Crumbs. I had bacon. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's up there going, "Well, you motherfuckers dancing around? Yeah. Are you fucking shitting me? Put some reverb in my voice here. Oh my God, they're fucking down there dancing around. Are you fucking shitting me? No, I hear you. You're celebrating my life. Go fucking suck my dick. You're going to celebrate my life with some tears, you son of a bitches. I want people crying. I want the type where they can't talk, where they're just fucking emotionally drained. This is bullshit. I, I, was, I got out there and got nervous. <laughs> oh, so here we are. Um, hi. We like to start slow. Uh, where do we go? Where do we start? Um, May I ask why we're recording in a Ferrari dealership? You. Or has everyone asked that? No, it's um, it's this. I saw this space here a long time ago. It's a friend of a friend's, and I loved it. And I was like, "Hey, doesn't do you do anything with that upstairs?" He's like, "No, here at Black Horse Motors, High Top La Cienica Boulevard, um, and, right here uh, in the beautiful city of Hollywood. Hey, <laughs> Hollywood. Um, here, talk about this Sharpie like that. I think it's fantastic." Uh, Oh, the Sharpie? Yeah, the old... Uh, oh, oh, I yeah, did right it with a pen. Beautiful. Oh, it, no, no, the, uh, the, 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 the chess thing. <laughs> but I gave, you did a pencil already. That wasn't really fair to throw you a Sharpie. 
If there's one thing you want to do, it's make a mark. <laughs> and with this, rugged, and yes, durable. Put some violin music rugged. in there. Um, Not only can you mark clothes, you can mark a wall, you can make a mark for all time. And if you have a huge ego, you could write on a baseball, a novel, six words at a time. <laughs> all the best from Sharpie. Comes in colors now. <laughs> Yellow, red, lime, and rose. <laughs> the colors are the best. They'll make up. Yeah. You can't afford drugs when you're young. Oh. Mm, Sharpies. Oh. Sharpies, they'll get you where you need to get, sort of. <laughs> All right, fade that out. Um, fade it out. Um... I think so, it's awesome. I record in bars and comedy oh. clubs, but I think recording above a Ferrari dealership is really the classiest thing I've seen in Hollywood. Yeah. So this space, and I like it. That's We were in the middle of saying that because it's got all the glass windows, yeah. so you can look down into the showroom and then out onto the street. And so then I, after the show, you you get a car. Yeah, and there's some aw- – do I? Thank you. I'm gonna, there's some awesome – there's a vintage, a red one that's just superb. I'm not a huge car person. Which car would you drive? Oh, yeah. Greg, we always ask this. Like, Keep in oh. mind – you would have to drive it for the rest of your life. Hold on. I want to add something to it. Yellow and red are tough. Is there a car down there? We should take a picture so people see what we're picking from and put it online. Oh, by the way. There's a yellow dune buggy, which under no circumstances. <laughs> I, I don't live at the Honeycomb Hideout. Uh, I don't roll with Snorky from the Banana Splits anymore. I would guess the Jaguar. I would Hold guess on. That would be your speed. Let me, let me guess first, too. I want to guess what Greg would say. Greg. Greg, yeah. now keep in mind that this car you also have to pull up the places with. So well, I was going to say you got to drive through the regular parts of town and be a human. Yeah, if you're going yeah. to a, if you're going to a restaurant, this is the car you're getting out yeah. of. So with that in mind, by the way, people go, well, what car would you have if you weren't? I don't know. Maybe if I lived in it's somewhere else, I might not be as worried about not looking over the top. I wouldn't have a Lamborghini. Ostentatious. But um, hold on, I'm going to say, knowing Greg, oh wait, I know a car. I think I'm going to have to say. Uh, the Mercedes, and I'd keep it dirty so it didn't look so like perfect. But it's the sort Greg. Of- I'm saying the brown Jaguar right there. That one? Yeah. Yeah. What do you? I, re- I do love the brown Jaguar. But which That's one? Well, the question is now, Greg. Which one? If you to had be to be honest, the red one caught my eye. But if we're talking about driving it every day of my life, yes. a little red coupe there. I don't know what that is. And you'd pull up to a restaurant. That would be okay. Well, would- I mean, the thing is, I. What about groceries? Like, I got to get Greg, milk sometimes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> now, even if you had the money, <laughs> can you imagine taking that to Trader Joe's? That's what get- I'm saying. <laughs> you don't pull in. In a vintage coupe into like you know where I go like hey I'll have a double double with cheese you know milkshakes first I'm on the Liz Taylor diet <laughs> and then you're in this little red fucking sweetie mobile here so Greg it's a bit Penelope pit stop I like that <laughs> you could be blow drying your hair while you're driving or drive like this like your nails are drying the whole time <laughs> oh you with the with the like the dance hands that chocolate jaguar is really something Greg I hate to do this to you because you're a good friend but you have five seconds all right I'm, I'm and you're gonna have, by the way I want to re-ask this one more time this is the car you're gonna have to pull up to or if you're going to a maybe you're even going to a premiere or an opening or something this is where you're gonna have, or your restaurant pull up to the improv people, you, Todd's you, trying to say that people will make assumptions about no you. no I want him to oh, will they just what which car would it be I do like the Mercedes Todd. Greg, really. your time is up. You have to give us a car. You can't keep I'm saying. I'm taking the red coupe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got all excited. It doesn't have any room for luggage, and I always have more luggage than humanly possible because when you drive somewhere, you're on the road. Yeah. So I would have like 
two giant wardrobe bags tied to the back of the red Mike, coupe. Yeah, not look oh. as classy that yeah, way. Yeah, super. Well, classy. you know what? Uh, I, I, the fact that you like that car uh, that tells us, you know, I like that is a cool looking car. But you know what's funny? Mercedes wh- is much more practical. Well, why would I be like as much as that red car? Like I get it, that's a cool car, but. Now I'm thinking even if I lived in Florida or, or Cleveland, would I be afraid no. that pe- too many people would be? Everyone's like, going to key it, and also you can't put the top up. It's, but a it's the top. car you picked. I want the Mercedes now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more practical. It's got a sunroof. Uh, I love the tires. It's also a two door, but it looks like it's a huge trunk. So all my purposes are met. It's yeah. usually just me and my wife rolling around. I don't bring guests in the car that often. Do you know the car? <laughs> do you know the car with the tire on the back of it? Yes. I used to. One time, my mom overheard me. I said, "That car is for millionaires." She goes, <laughs> yeah. "Why do you think that?" I'm like, "I don't know. Somewhere in my head." Okay. Oh, do not. Did you know that? No, not in front of Greg. Proofs. This is embarrassing. Cars until her death. That's true. Her and Jalen actually went out on a date because they met at a uh, antique car dealership. Who uh, did? So yeah, I still get Angie Leno. Oh yeah, yeah. They had like a little. Not a lot of people know that because he was you know, married. Hold at the on, time. pause the music. I'm going to tell you the truth. Here's what happened, Greg. I'm going to give you the backstory really? on this. Yeah. <laughs> we. I was. At, uh, this is truth. Yeah. I was at a. Uh, I had some people over my house. I don't. Doesn't matter who. It was a band. Maybe I wanted them to think I was cool. He keeps talking about Golden Girls all night. That's how this bit started. Every time I came in the house and I smoked, I was high. So I thought. Yeah. He, they know he's saying it ironically, but then I got paranoid. They would go back home and go, "Hey, was Todd Glass's you know party yeah. cool?" Yeah, you know, you know, Todd, he's a good guy. I'm trying to be like they're they're trying to be fair the next day. But his friend, with Daniel Kino, right? They go, "Yeah." He goes, "The guy wouldn't shut the fuck up about the Golden Girls," and eventually we left. Now it started thinking that, but then I went in the house like 20 minutes later. I came back out, and then he was still talking about this is true. So then this bit started just out of nowhere to just make. I up like shit. the Golden Girls. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Herb Edelman, who passed a few years ago, uh, who played the, which one's boyfriend was it? The, uh, he was the bald one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Herb Edelman had been in a, uh, uh, a show years before that um, with Joan Van Ark and uh, what was it called? The Good Guys, I think. When we were the Good Guys, the Good Guys, which premiered in 1972. Thank you. It was one of the best reviewed shows of the season. Of course, he later became more <laughs> known yeah, for. No, you can't. Lose. Yeah. He later became more known for playing the boyfriend on the Golden Girls, and, and he played Murray the cop in uh, the Odd Couple as well. The, how does this? What does this have to do with the Golden Girls? Well, Herb Edelman was on the Golden Girls. Oh, for right, years. right, right, right. He played the boyfriend on, on the Golden Girls. Without uh, Estelle Getty, freezer, my mom will shoot. What are you kidding me? <laughs> what was it? Stop or my mom will shoot? Was that her in that movie? Yeah, yeah, with Stallone, and she'd go freeze, turkey. You know what, Gary? People, calling people turkeys needs to come back. Freeze, turkey! Yeah, turkey's awesome. Freeze, turkey! Freeze, turkey! The cop wouldn't say it, though. No. Freeze, turkey! But Estelle Getty would. Freeze, turkey! It's a hilarious effect, in my opinion. Did you watch the Golden Girls? We now we're actually. Out. Well, when you say watch, do you mean on Laserdisc on the collectibles, or because uh, I have a Criterion Golden Girls that has. Uh, <laughs> well, well, first of all, I'm embarrassed that I to George Carlin, which means we I don't lie about it on the show uh-huh. that I've actually just asked you, not in the bid, do you watch the Golden Girls? Did like you I'm not. Ever? You said, did you ever? Oh, did you ever? But uh, you mean like a, the Senate subcommittee? Have you or would you ever? <laughs> did you ever? <laughs> have you ever considered? Did you ever watch them when they were on? Like you know, ah, it's like ah, you know, it's weird, but it makes me laugh. And don't we won't judge you. By the way, the answer to let me answer first. That way, All right. you feel more comfortable. Um, if I was flipping, I would never go home to watch the Golden Girls. Although, uh-huh. are there any shows you go home to watch? Well, anymore you don't have to because you can mostly TV uh, mm-hmm. or TV. 
Yeah. Uh, sporting events I, I'll watch and movies. Um, uh, I like Nurse Jackie and uh, uh, um, Homeland is pretty good. Nurse Jackie. You didn't think – can I ask a Homeland yeah. question? Yeah. You didn't think the fact that he didn't do it at the end of the season – was a cop out. You didn't think that was disrespectful to the audience that emotionally yeah. got invested I, in this outcome that the entire thing hinged on, and then they pulled the plug. It was like saying at the end of the novel, and then I woke up. It was all a dream. I didn't have to learn right, anything. Right, right. It was the Wizard of Oz. But you mean that beautiful Technicolor land that we went to where everyone was nice, and I got to sing all the time, and now I'm back home in a black and white shithole with a bunch of – and there's no resolution to the Elvira Gulch situation. Surely my dog is going to be killed by the authorities. You mean that kind of disappointment? Yes, I felt it was. Greg, do you know I've never talked about this with anybody? But when I used to watch the, uh, right. the that show, you just you, the Wizard, uh, of, Wizard Oz. of Oz. I got depressed, but I never knew why. Right, the ending's terrible. So it terrible. is terrible. Even in the '30s, if you're a studio head, at the end you got to go. Did we really have to bring it back? I mean, it was because they set it up in the beginning by putting all the actors in it, but like barf. Yeah, that was. And in the book, by the way, she gets to live in Fairyland the rest of her life. She's brought back to Oz like two books later and lives there as a, like and has a great time instead of. You know, I remember it was a book I read when I was little about movies where the guy pointed out um, Elvira Gulch is still alive and wants to kill Toto. And that's what she's going back to. The dog that you've come to love who saved her from the witch killing her. So you went back after all that. You went back for season two. Of the Wizard of Oz, yes. Of Sleeper Cell, of uh, uh, what do you of call Homie it? Land, Homie yeah. Land. I never I saw Homeland. Is that what is that about? It's got Claire Danes plays this kind of emotionally uh, uh, erratic. Let's just say emotionally uh, erotic. I've never is Claire Danes that bit that uh, that Tig has a joke about that she kept bumping into her? No, that's Taylor Danes. Taylor, I always that's get those Taylor confused. Dane. Taylor Danes, kind of the lesbian singer from the eighties. <laughs> what was it? Uh, to- what is it? Something, something with your heart. Tell me I'm the only one. It Hold on. Pause really it. Turn that music off. Put some reverb again. in his voice. Say that again. I think that was... Was it? Tell it to my heart. Tell it to my heart. Tell it. Tell me I'm the only one. Is it really love? She walked through paint, remember? And then she I sort of do. Yeah, I sort of do. There was a video of Taylor Danny. She had wild hair and shit. And she was the one. Okay, so I'm sorry. Right. So back to Homeland. Well, Claire Danes is in Homeland, and she's like an insane kind of. And then uh, there's a guy who is a rock vet, but he's also been co-opted by the uh, the Muslims. They've made him into a believer and all that. There's a million plots going on. And you watch it, too? Show. Yeah, I watched it the first season. Yeah. Did, did you ever have this Mandy happen? Potemkin's in it, but strangely hey, wearing mention. the makeup from uh, the James Caan series where they were aliens, where they had watermelon heads. I don't I, know any of this stuff. I can't remember the name of that series, if anyone could. Alien Nation. Didn't would have know. been funnier if I could have come up with it, but I didn't. No. Here's the point. I think that all these shows, <laughs> Nurse Jackie, Homeland, all those, all the ones you dedicate, like Lost, a lot of people love Lost. I never watched it because, uh, one, I'm cool, and two, I have an unbelievable life. So, but the, for the people that did watch it, that, that filled up that enormous void where uh, literature would go. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you have any guilty pleasures, though? I felt, oh, of course I do. I, I think everybody feels jilted at the end of all these seasons because they tie everything up or they throw in some weird deus ex machina mm-hmm. or they fuck you over plot-wise. And then you go, God damn it, I've just spent four seasons fucking investing my life into this. And then, like, you know. But, I, I mean, I just think it's a TV tradition. Writers get written into a corner, I think. They feel like at a certain point, right. oh, fuck, what can I do? By the way, the kid did all of it. What? He was three when it started, you know. And, then, and plus, it, what's the worst case of that, you think, where they just go? Well, 
old one. Was it Dynasty when uh, there was a big machine gunning of the whole cast at the very last episode, and then they woke up and it was a dream? Like that's just come on, you don't machine gun everyone to death. And then although Newhart did the funniest take on it, yeah, oh, that was great. Which he said they wouldn't let them see the set. The audience was there on the night, and they covered the set so that the last scene when it finally came up to be shot was the last thing they ever did. And he was in bed with Suzanne Pluchette, and they did it right there live, and the crowd fucking. Just, there's, that's why they're screaming. Should we you know explain why, to people what we're talking no, uh, about? I think they either know. Uh, on, on, um, uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Bob Newhart had two television shows, and at the end of his second television show, when they were repping it up, they did a scene where he woke up in bed with the wife from his first TV show, pretending the entire TV show was yes, I didn't explain a dream. Well. No, no, that's okay. Cause that's okay. Us, no, no, we all knew, yeah. Um, but you know what? Let me ask you. Am I right that that's sort of acceptable? Because the way I look at it, was you're not really to believe that that was just they that didn't ruin it for you didn't no not it. new heart. right but like homeland or something there's ones where they pull the rug out from money and i didn't watch the end of lost but i know people were having conniption fits about what didn't get answered and what does uh the sopranos i think was the most egregious it just went black or well, something yeah mm-hmm. when it went black and then you were like okay so really i'm gonna be doing all the writing here at the end <laughs> you guys who were That's in a the room same way the last i feel years. about abstract art Right. It's the same way. Well, yeah. you know what? I know you could say, uh, by the way, speaking of that, and by the way, I'm going to just get, Andrew, thank you. Andrew Furtado is here. Chris Burden has been doing sound for a while, but Chris missed his flight today. And Andrew bolted over here. And I don't want to go the whole show and, and uh, forget to thank you. I appreciate it. How you doing? All right, Andrew? And then Rob is sitting in, and Eric's here today, and Katie's here. I usually, you know, there you go. Everything's good. Um, but, uh, oh, back to the art. I mean, I get it. At the end of the day, if I, I get it, arts, it's all subject to, you know, if it's art, it's art. Uh, but my theory is I don't want to sell this as a theory for the world, so don't get upset if you're an artist out there and you go, no, I technically know the uh, explanation of art or the definition of art. But I tend to respect it more if I can't do it. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could take like the paint and splash it on the thing. and But yeah, if it, it, right. If that or, or something that you did that you're drawing or you welded something that I couldn't do. I don't care if it's welding something. <laughs> funny but when I that. see the splashing of the paint, I get it. It's art. But am I the same? Am, am I? No, it's funny to say because Chris Rock said that's the reason people don't respect stand-up comedy as an yeah. art form as much. Because everybody's been funny at a party or something. So they, like, they look at a painting, a beautiful painting, and they go, I don't have the ability to do that. Like, well, but, I, they, but they look at a comedian and they go, oh, I could do that. People come up to you all the time you know, and say right. that to you. Oh, I'm funny. Well, they, they don't see the, the, good the news work. Is, the good news is that the masses might think that. But then there's those select individuals that are great audience members that do get it. Well, right. and, and, and in all fairness... You know, I always say this, even at a comedy club where, you know, I, you know, just some smart people come out. I don't think they're sub, uh, you know, uh, superheroes, so it proves that just an average person can't get it. At the average night at most clubs, the most of the audience members are awesome. Yeah, so it proves it's generally. gettable. I've said that before. It's do. I always say, is, are you asking too much? If 90% of the people didn't get it at clubs, I would go, maybe it's just not so doable. So you've been to see my show. What, what, <laughs> you, have, you would imagine you would have What is your should you have uh, The people that come out to see you You would probably have I think my crowds are alright I, I love them and, But I mean yeah I was just joking That I don't get 90% of the crowd uh, I oh, think you're right Because it's a spoken word form And that's the other thing about stand up Like they think because you're talking I know that I've had actors say it to me In the past Other people go Well I thought stand up was easy Because you just get up there And but I and, and I always go really acting so hard. Sometimes you have to wear a mustache and pretend you're from Spain. That's gonna be crazy, you know. Like if you have any imagination as a performer, surely. And yet you've met actors. I'm sure you have too. Where yeah. they come up to you and go, "Man, I don't know how you guys do that." And you're like, "Yeah, you do. You're a performer." 
Yeah. You just don't write your own shit. That's why you can't figure it out. <laughs> like, if, uh, go one more leap. Instead of the script that you're looking at that says fade up, dude picks up gun and shoots it out window, withdraws from girl, jumps in car. <laughs> think, I wrote that. <laughs> but it's good that they think that, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Us- it is. But I've been surprised by the, the performers that have said that to me. I don't know how you guys do that and stuff like that because you think – I'm not like a great actor, but I know how you do it. (laughs) I'm not completely mystified when I see someone wearing a prosthetic lizard head in a movie and go, oh, my God. You know, like, I'm not going to go to Prometheus and be like, Jesus Christ. How do they do that? If I could only do that. I mean, like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, concert cellist, nuclear physicist, some things require a great deal of work. I understand. I mean, you know, like, I couldn't be a surgeon. That wouldn't be great because I would kill people because I have no knowledge of how to be a surgeon. But if I'd spent 10 years learning, then maybe I could do that. And you think, (laughs) we've done this a long time. People go, well, I don't know how you do it. Like, I've done it since I was a teenager. Jesus fucking Christ. The question isn't how can I do it. The question is why aren't I better? (laughs) (laughs) You should be asking why I'm not laying you out every second I'm on stage after all the fucking time I've spent up here. That I still have time in my ego to just talk for like tons of time during this, that, and not even fucking bother with jokes. Because I'm so enamored of my own self. Uh, that always makes me laugh. That one, because people go, and they always say this, you do improv, man. That looks so hard. And I go, well, we certainly make it look difficult. And they go, no, I don't mean that. And you're like, well, fucking. You should. <laughs> you just said it. I made it look hard. Did you hear what you said? You know what? You When I did improv with you, I'm going to throw you a big compliment because uh, I, I don't want to yes, say. Yes, and. <laughs> That's what you taught me. <laughs> You, you, um, I did improv with someone else, and I'm not really good at it. And they, all they did was talk about how I couldn't keep up with them. And I won't mention who the comedian is, but it was years ago. Me and the other act both remember it. And, like, he was affectionately teasing us. Oh, you guys. And then I remembered, and I thought, well, I'm not good. He was good. You know, I, have to, I gave it to him, even though we were just saying, you know, well, I'm not good at it. Like, I defended myself. Like, I was trying to defend myself. Go, I'm not good at it. I didn't even want to do it. Like, after the show and three comedians, and then they'd, right, the headliner right, would break. Right. But then I did it with you in Florida, and I remember thinking, I know what your abilities were, but you made me look good. Like, you stayed within my boundaries. And I went, yeah, that other motherfucker, <laughs> he wasn't good at improv, because he couldn't, if he was, he would have been, either he's good at improv and a dick, where he didn't have the abilities, meaning he knew what he was doing. I don't think he did, but you stayed. Yeah, you kept it within. Like, I knew you were able to go other places, but then I didn't feel shitty when There's I got off stage. There's also a thing called being funny as a team when yeah. you're working with other people. You don't just tread on everybody and cut them off at the knees. Yeah. I fucking hate that when I do improv with people who cut you off at the knees, you know? Did you start out as an improv or uh, as a stand-up? No, I was a stand-up. I'd never heard of improv. Uh, uh, I, was a, a, a te- I was a teenager uh, in the, right after uh, World War II, and uh, <laughs> the smoke had just cleared. Liverpool was really never the same. Uh, they just uh, had invented stand-up comedy. I had a ration sticker in my car. Uh, yeah, they had just inv- – the, pe- the, the word uh, shit had just been used to comic effect on stage. <laughs> About 48. Oh, the Shit. papers covered it. Hold on. Pause this music. Those three songs. Uh, play the shaving cream song because it <laughs> Always shave cream. Well, because I love that they thought they wouldn't want to say shitty. Yeah. Like, that was the... Like, why does that... Every... T- it's my favorite. Did you write this? Yeah. I, I helped pen it. Well, you wrote this song. Yeah. You swear to God. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I, by the way, I love saying swear to God. That's why we came up with pause it. That's why we came up with the uh, uh, to George Carlin because sometimes with the podcast audience, you do need to let them know you're being honest. Yeah. So that's our safe word. Swear to God, I love to use it yeah. without even knowing the rule. I love that you did it anyway. But oh, I swear to fucking God. I swear to God. Oh yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. So you no, wrote I heard this it on Doctor Demento a million times in high school. Yeah, and they and the whole thing with I love it. This shit. Well, we know what you're saying. Hmm? Well, they were being silly back then. They wouldn't say shit. I think when Huey Lewis went, it's that, what is it, good time music that really, really kicks him in the... And you're like, really? You can't say ass? <laughs> Am I going to drive off the road in 1986? Is that what's going to happen here? Yeah, or, or that I, one I thought, really? And if you think cursing's bad, like, uh, I don't know if, if he did it in that way, but I like when people say, like, I don't know why they think it's bad. But if you think it's bad, don't do it. Like, when people go H-E-double hockey sticks, yeah. you said it. That's like saying I hate, you know who I hate? That's when that. religious people do it. People who, who supposedly have something to lose or yeah. really stand yeah, for yeah. being clean. And then they go ahead and do it. That's the worst. Frickin'. Yeah. Freaking. Yeah, just either don't say it at all, but you yeah. can't say, like, I'm thinking of another Dang. curse word. You can't go, cluck you. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're saying fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't say it at all. I don't know what. Don't get me started with these people. All right, I won't. Um, Stop. I thought this <laughs> Do would be. Do not start. I thought this would be. Um, uh, I was listening to a commercial the other day. I don't know why it, it, I loved it because it was for. Um, where did I write that down? Oh, it was for Taco Bell and they show the chef. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, they show the chef and they go, and you know how they do it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we will, we will. Um, and they show the chef, and she uh, she inspired new. I, look, I'm sure this is just for the commercial, but they insinuate that this chef, uh, or, and they show her in her chef outfit. She's making new uh, meals for for yes, Taco yes. Bell. De cuisine. Yeah, and it shows her. And then I was just thinking, if she graduated, but no one thought she had it in them. Yeah. You know, she's oh, she's wasting our money again. Yeah. You know, and she's uh, someone's daughter, and she, my mom and dad. She's 32. She moved back home, and they go. She goes, "I'm going to be a chef." And they're like, "Ugh!" And even fr- her brothers and sisters, she's wasting mom and dad's money. When she finally graduates from chef school, if she, by the way, there has to be someone inventing recipes, so maybe it does exist. And then she got a job at Taco Bell. How would she tell people at a party? Like if they go, like, like, hey, where, where? I know you graduated. Like you be the girl. Like I don't know. Maybe this. Yeah, is I just, uh, I just got out of the culinary academy. Oh well, good for you. Thank you. I gotta tell you something, and you know we're over in the corner. Picture uh-huh. it. Uh, I guess you feel good because I knew a lot of your friends thought you were just wasting your parents' money. But good for you. No, it took a long time to get there, but I, I feel pretty, I feel pretty strong now about what happened. How many years were you in culinary uh, 11 school? Eleven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 38 now. <laughs> By the way, I'm not laughing. I have a PhD. I'm, not laugh- I'm not laughing at you because uh, in the real life I would keep a straight face. I was just breaking character. So hold on. Oh, by the way, someone said, Todd, don't break character so much. That's someone that presumes that presumes that they like the show, but they go, I like to break in the middle of a bit. Of course. Redefine it and keep doing it and yeah. just suck the life and get the and suck the most out of it. Some person goes, Oh, you should let the bit breathe. That's how I let it breathe. <laughs> That's someone that goes, I like the show, but you should do this. No, you don't like the show because this is what I do. I know that sucks. I know because you're basically going, but we love you. But if we could just, you know. Will you do the things I like more? Yes. The things you like doing less? Then the show would be something I'd like more. In fact, if you were like another comedian altogether, one that I liked more. Oh, God. Uh, Louis C.K., he's really funny. I mean, I, why can't you be like that? That's he doesn't funny. have a podcast, so if you could just be like him yeah, what in if podcast Louis C.K. Form, had a podcast? They don't think they're doing that. Here's why. But I still – I love breaking it down and then – and by the way, talk about – here's what you started. This person that said stop breaking the bits yeah. down. Now I'm in the middle of a bit breaking the bit. Oh, we'll go back to this Taco Bell bit. Oh, yeah. Right, but right now we're talking about – 
breaking, uh, you know, stopping a bit, which I love Greg defends me on. It is fun sometimes. <laughs> Have I sometimes ruined a bit? You know what? I'm going to say yeah, but I bet 80% of the time I fucking make it better. And they're the numbers we're dealing with. So back to the, the Taco Bell bit. Oh, 11 and a half years. Here's what they're saying. Oh, God, God bless you. You went right back to it. Well, so I, hold on. Here we go. So um, I, fi- I finally moved out. Uh, oh, you're not living? Yeah, no, with- I got my own place. I'm over in Claremont. Hey, by the way, look at her. What's your name for this bit? Janine. Janine. Janine graduated college. Oh, by the way, I'm so sorry. I didn't ask where, you're, uh, where, you, where, where did you get a job at? I'm a, I'm a chef de cuisine uh, for a very large uh, national chain. Well, good for you. What chain? Uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> See? <laughs> How would you? Is there any way you could? Do you like eating food uh, out of a paper wrapper? Is that important to you at all? <laughs> I, I do. do I'm like the only when your... it's dark. Have uh, you ever been drunk and eaten food off your lap off a paper wrapper? <laughs> Have you ever been so drunk that you've driven through a place and almost driven over the curb and then ate food off your lap on a paper wrapper? And do you like Dr. Pepper? I guess is my other question. Wait, so you, so you, so uh, what type of recipes did you? And by the way, when her parents aren't there and she, they have to tell people, yeah, they don't really say. It. They go, well, she, you know the Doritos. Mm-hmm. Well, what's her name again? Janine. Janine invented the Dorito taco shell. Really, the Dorito taco shell? I love those. But she didn't. Her parents just tell people oh. that because they're embarrassed yeah, that yeah. she would. They're trying to like, what would be the only thing that, let me, that let Taco me say Bell? That, uh, as Janine, I, I didn't invent it. I reimagined it. Okay, <laughs> it was one thing before I got to it. You may remember the Bell Beefer from when uh, some of the older people listening and are, that are on the mic right now were in high school. They remember the Bell Beefer. It was basically a loose hamburger that Taco Bell sold. And what did they put it in? Beef. It was ground beef in a bun, but they didn't form it into a, a patty. Oh, right. And that was their hamburger, and it was called the Bell Beef. Or what I've done is take the, the, the crispy taco shell mm-hmm. enchilada <laughs> apparatus, uh-huh. and I've reimagined it <laughs> so that it's, uh, uh, I think, at once more appealing and more accessible. The thing is... You're cooking for all ages when you cook for Taco Bell. You're not just for the old, but for the young as well. Oh, I forgot we're still at a party and she's still talking. Come back. Could you give me a daiquiri? Hold on. We're not going to a break yet. Give me. No, 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 no. You just wait one more second. Wait. You know what? This is going to be the first time. Oh, see what you did? The person that said stop. We're going to take a break and continue this bit. Now, what will we take a break with? How about I love the break music. How about if we take a break to, I guess, number – you want Willie Nelson or number eight? I can't Willie tell you. Willie Nelson. Okay. Uh, you don't – do you think I'm funny anymore? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Number- you don't think I'm funny anymore. I used to fake a heart attack and fall down on the floor. But even I don't think that's funny. You don't think I'm funny anymore. All right. Okay, so real quick, um, that's what I said. Next week, we are going to get some some people, some emails that I just, oh, they made me feel good about the special episode. They weren't weren't saying it was perfect, but they said kind things. And and then some people had good constructive criticism, so that's next week. And then um, I think that's it right there. Uh, thank you, Andrew Furtada, for filling in for Chris. Remember, it was him filling in for you. Oh. And then he just slowly creeped in. He said a lot of shit about you that wasn't nice. We'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> um, 
So we have to go to Jeannie Moe's. I hate to do this, but we have a hard out. So, uh, oh, my. Uh, yeah, I like well, to make it's your time slot. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... <laughs> All right, so you know what we have we have a a hard out. Our guest our guest is Greg Proops. We're going to go to Jeannie Mose right now. If you think fighting a car fire could be a drag, imagine fighting a car fire in drag. That is awesome. Two <laughs> firefighters in gowns. Ted Albart is in the pink. Did you realize you were fighting a fire in a dress? Uh, it kind of dawned on me when we were in the middle of fighting it. And when did it dawn Pause on it. Ben? I, I love that these are real. Like these, these are lighthearted stories. I get it, but I've heard lighthearted stories that don't make you go, "Oh, come on!" They're just. Well, go ahead, go ahead, keep playing it. Terhar wearing the green gown. I remember looking over to my right and seeing people with cell phones up to their face, and I thought, "Oh my gosh!" But the firefighters didn't have much choice. The Sedan, Minnesota Volunteer Fire Department had a float in the St. Patrick's Day parade in a nearby town. Had a what parade? I don't know. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. And he was wearing a green gown. Yeah, what's going on? Do you, this is another one. Maybe I'm in a different altered state right now. Or can you follow these news stories? The, the first one I had a great deal until you mentioned it was Fifty Shades of Grey. Then I understood what it was. What about this? Sensation. But this one, yes. I'm just now getting the message that there was a St. Patrick's Parade, <laughs> a volunteer fire department. And that's why Jeannie Most inquired of a man in a dress. Do you realize <laughs> you're fighting a fire in a dress? And he was like, yeah, I kind of. Yeah, that's where you hear him, I think. That's how the whole thing started. It's, not, it's hard to not interrupt those stories when the first word out of her mouth is, did you know you were fighting a fire in a dress? Yes. I mean, I'm echoing what you two are saying, but... <laughs> Maybe that's why these stories are so darn entertaining. They're confusing at first, and then you have to piece them together. You wouldn't think that somebody would eat a cookie at the, you know, no, yeah, that would. That's always what I, it is, right? Come whenever I go to do a good improv. If you think plucking a raccoon is hard, try yes. plucking one while you're on a toy sailboat. Right. But why would I do it anyway? You would think that cookies would be the number one treat in America, but Play-Doh doesn't make sense. And then it <laughs> yeah, yeah. does make sense. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. Here so in anyway, Tampa Cola, Florida, we found a man who makes baked goods out of Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> and sells them to who? Kids. <laughs> Would you think? And then they always go to some, he was selling Play-Doh to those kids for a long time. <laughs> you know, in September Magazine this year, it said whatever. September Magazine. <laughs> I couldn't think. My improv. By the way, no bullshit. It, it's one, it's, it's maybe because I get nervous. Why whatever. do you say that? You, all I've ever seen you do is. Well, yeah, exactly. In, when I, when, I can improv till someone asks me or alludes towards doing it. <laughs> no one did. You were doing it in your own mind. Right, right. I know, but the minute you're somebody... Mosting yourself, are you aware that you're doing improv? <laughs> <laughs> Genie most doing improv. <laughs> Can I have a situation? Yeah, someone fighting a fire and drag. Go. Are you aware that you're someone fighting a fire and drag? <laughs> and curtain. Uh, so anyway, uh, these Genie Mo stories. There we go. So I, we were talking about something. What were we talking about? Well, I didn't invent the taco shell. I oh, that's simply right. reimagined it. Oh, so we're back. <laughs> so, so now let me ask you a question. I'm by the way, good for you. Thank you. you. Know, what Thank would you. your you know we always have? Like, what would your place if you could end up? At any restaurant, what would it be? Well, I think maybe Charlie Trotter's in Chicago. That's a superb restaurant. Or Daniel Balud's in New York. Uh, I, I, I would, I would even, I would go back in, to being a sous chef if I could work in those places. But I mean, fate's landed me here. But you're happy at Taco Bell. I, you know, it, you know what? Que bueno. It's muy bueno for me right now. Esta bien. 
Uh, I'm hazed. Just, you know I'm what? In, I'm in a good place. I don't know why he's laughing. As someone at our party, there's like a friend. A friend's son is here. You know what? You might laugh there. What's your name? Scranton. Scranton? Yeah. You might laugh, Scranton. You know why I don't make fun of the name? Because I wouldn't do that in real life. One time I asked somebody in the audience their name, and, and I, was, I was a shitty comic. Yeah. But one thing I didn't know was I was better than that. And the guy had a, a woman's name, and then the other comedian go, man, you didn't get all over that? Right, because no. the guy's name was Lily. Whatever it was, it was a, it was a it was a name like I think it was a you know Dana one of the, or Stacy Carol. Yeah. It was Carol, right. which could be also Kim t- Adrian. Right, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But instead of making fun of him, I figure that guy heard it his whole life. Like I just went past it. I go, right. I'll make fun right. of him. Low but I can fu- fruit. I was going to say that's where you and I are different, because <laughs> I no. jump in so obviously. If someone says their name's Katie, I was doing my podcast and a girl got up and went, her name's Katie, and I went, "Well, Cookie Katie or whatever," and she went, "Yeah, my grandfather used to sing me that," and I was like, "My references are from the." This is my last will and testament. Testament. This is my last. You're my grandfather. Terrific. Uh, <laughs> what other amusing things can I do? I can play the spoons and put a nickel on your head. Will that amuse you at all? <laughs> I got I got uh, lost in the bit. That's a great thing about Wait, having Greg. Uh, oh, oh, grandfather. Yeah. Hey, I said something the other day. Speaking of that, now I'm going to be honest. I think there's times when you probably and me and probably people that aren't comics that are genuinely funny that just get they've heard every joke, but mm. are uh, but when they pick at one, it's good. They can genuinely make a waiter laugh. I I think I've genuinely made a waiter or a waitress laugh. I think it usually comes from first I prove that I'm not going to be a pain in the ass. You're a respectful customer. Yeah. You, you're cool. You, and then midway through, if you drop something in. But last week I did something. I went, fuck, I wonder if everybody does that. But she seemed to really laugh. What was it? Okay. I, when I gave my coffee back, I went, I got to be honest, the soup was not good at all. <laughs> I handed it to her. Oh, uh, that's great. And she really laughed. And I go, but then later... Um, I was thinking, whoever, who was I with? Might have been Bobby Miyamoto or something. He goes, oh, you think they hear that all the time? And I went, no, you think so? I yeah, go, I don't think so. You thought you were cracking I'd out, I'd love new? to know. Yeah. That's a great one. It is funny. Yeah, or whatever you have. If Your you have delivery a, is funny, too. Right? You know what? That's what I tell everybody. Uh, you went, no. this soup is no good. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, of course. I don't like you, it. You committed. Anyway, so God bless you. We'll go back to the, uh, to uh, what's her name again? Oh, my God. Taco Bell. Janine. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go on. First of all, I love that you found be happy. I know Taco Bell, it seems like you're saying it wasn't your first choice, but you're genuinely happy there. I am. You know, I don't want to break this off, but i got to get up early. I've got a symposium tomorrow on on Chiquitos. uh, (laughs) It's over. um, Where is it? Can I ask you one question? (laughs) I hate to do (laughs) Of course. I hate to do this to you. Carol, right? Janine. Janine. Hate to do this to you. Are there any secrets? Because I love when they have those new. May yeah. pretend, by the way, for this bit now. I'm. I'm not being. But this guy is a big guy. So you really, he wants. He would want to hear something that would. He would fill him. So back to this guy. He's huge. Let's say he's 700 pounds. He goes. Can I ask you a question? Go, go on. First of all, good for you. Do they have anything on the horizon new? Jerry, is it? Yes. I'm not. I'm not supposed to tell. But we've got a new super deluxe grande that's going to be. I like it. Um, the slogan is, you can't carry it. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Could you, I hate to do this to you. Could you tell me what's in it? It starts with chicken. <laughs> and then it builds from the ground floor. Up. If a skyscraper was enclosed in a flour tortilla, this is what it would be. 
Oh my God! Yeah. This is the Sears Tower. This is. Uh, and you're not lying? No, no, I can't. Uh, please don't, Jerry. Please. Oh, I wouldn't a, tell anybody. As I say, I got a symposium tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of bigwigs in. <laughs> Do you know how excited this guy is? <laughs> oh my God! And we're going to introduce a new sauce. It's called um, salsa muy verde. It's extra green. I love it. Is it extra thick too? I can't. I can't discuss the viscosity of it, but I, 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 I can tell you that you're going to be really satisfied with these giant burritos and this green sauce. I love it. Is there any dessert new items? I don't. This is the voice I do for an 800 pound guy. I don't know why. Is there any dessert? Is there any? Um, is there any desserts that are new? Um, again, Jerry, I can't. Oh, I wouldn't tell anybody. Super flan. What is it? Super flan. It's flan, but it's frozen, oh and God. it comes in a. In a Dolce de Leche shell. Oh, God. And you take it. Oh. You take it. It's in a foil wrapper and you break it open in your car. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something if you won't judge me? Go on, Jerry. First of all, I'm so proud of you. You promise you won't judge me? No, I won't judge. If you when won't you... tell my secrets. Why would I do that? You're just being so nice. Um, I. Oh, my God. I came. <laughs> When you were talking about the dessert, and I'm it's not so, a pervert. It's been so nice talking to you, really. I gotta, I gotta. Go. I'm not a pervert. It's the blue opal. <laughs> opal. Shut up. She drives an opal. She has very good taste. It, very I, esoteric taste. I just moved out of my parents' house six months ago. I haven't had time to shop for a car. I, I love any bit where you forget where it was at, then you bring it. You go, oh, that's the bit. We're still in that bit. And that motherfucker doesn't want to see bit stop. And that's what we got to do. Tom. Take it this way. Take it that way. The people. You want to play uh, who has more followers? Yeah, but hold on one second. You got coke. Um, it's, it's, I'm trying to get coke from you, but you don't. I th- uh, me and um, um, John Mulaney. John Mulaney started this. John Mulaney started it, and I at a festival. We go to a lot of the festivals. Uh, I do a lot of festivals. That's all. Um, and uh, the bit was the guy wants coke, but no one with him is telling him what he wants. And since he doesn't want to say coke, they're all throwing oh, they're ex- ideas, realistic ideas at him. But he wants coke. And when he, when you finally say somebody here will go, do you want coke? This is the way he tries to okay. play it off. Like he didn't mean that all along. You, I'm so tired, guys. I just I wish you know it's weird. I'm tired. I wish I just had something I could like wanna, energize me. Want to make some coffee? Uh, no, I wish I had something. I don't know. Something. I got some uh, that uh, Pepsi Free in there. It's pretty. You know what I mean? Pretty... I just. It's like I'm tired. But if I could just do okay, something okay, quickly. Okay, hang on. I got some. Don't judge me though. Don't judge me. Okay. What? Do you want some five hour energy? N- you know what? I just. I, I feel like I wish there was something like that would. I would just. You want I'm some thinking... coke? You do coke. <laughs> I picture register of surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has to act like he wasn't wanting coke all along. Well, with John Mulaney looking like he's 18 when he did that bit, it's so funny. He would come up. He would do that. You all took the bait perfectly here. And then you finally go, do you want coke? He'd be like, you do coke. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. You knew you were b- winking at the coke. We did it once. We were always doing it as, a, as an idiotic joke. I'm on the road with the guys from Who's Line, right? With Jeff Davis, who does a show with Dan Harmon called Harmontown. Uh, Chip Aston. I'll just give all the credits. Who's going to be on a show called Nashville was on a terrific show called Big Love. And uh, Ryan Stiles, you know, for years. Anyway, we're in a group together. And, of course, it's always, hey, got any Saskatoonski? Like any, you know, it's just retarded, right? Just retarded. Someone will, someone really nice from a small town will be playing a theater. will come in and go, is there anything else we can get? And you will go, got any? 
You know, like, just like dicks, right? So we've been doing it for fucking years because we're douchebags. And we're in a restaurant in, like, Salem, Oregon or somewhere. And the waitress came over, and I think she was the, like, owner's daughter or whatever. Like, they were really treating us nice. They gave us a table. We were on TV and shit. She goes, can I get you anything? And Davis goes, yeah, how about a little beep-boo? And she fucking, like... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh oh, fucking furious, right? And we all went, no, no, we were just fucking kidding. And then, of course, no, we're not. Got me. And like, <laughs> she fucking, she's like, broke it off and shit. No, th- all right, you guys. And just fucks off, right? And we're like, what did we fucking do? And I thought, you didn't get that four guys are going, and we'd like to go to a province called Saskatoonski. <laughs> and you can't, first of all, you are really kidding. Do you know what? I but can't. No, of course. I cannot believe that... Once you, they take it serious, though. I have a backstory of this doing the same thing, and it doesn't pay off for me because when, when my version of yours goes bad, I always feel like shit, and here's what happens. I walk into comedy clubs all the time, and I go up to somebody, and I always go, you got a little bit of... Yeah, yeah. I got a little... Vroom, vroom, vroom. See, right? So then, most of the time, they laugh because yeah. they get... Which, by the way, I'm, def- I'm also taking a break here... To defend your bit indirectly, <laughs> that your bit is gettable. Because 75% of the time when I ask waiters, you, even if you did coke, yeah. you wouldn't go a little... No, of course not. So, so I'm proving it that 75% of the time... Who's got a little nose candy? <laughs> a little bit of... Vroom, yeah, white ladum. 75% of the time when I do that to a waiter at a comedy club or a yeah. doorman, they laugh. They burst out laughing because they get like – it's not about whether you do cook or not. It's the way you're asking for it. But once in a while, somebody will say this to me. They'll be like, I can get you a little yeah, coke. Right, right, right. And then I have to explain to them, oh, no, that's just a bit. And then you – And, and then you do coke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you don't have to tell them it's a bit. You just go, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah, talk yeah, to you. I'll, t- I'll talk no, to you. No, then sleep. they're going to bug you all night. Hey, you want that Coke? <laughs> That's how they lick their gums. You want some Coke? Yeah, they lick their gums. That's what Coke people do. Yeah. They go like this. You know what they all do. Uh, anyway. You know Here's my saddest one because I think you'll find this funny. And I was never very cokey. Uh, you and I usually just get high. Right? They're, they're really like never an all-night cornucopia. But uh, I, yeah, I never San Francisco in the 80s, I was in this bar that I never went to uh, that Boskag owned called the Blue Light, I think it was. In any case, it was on Union Street, which is where douchebags went to pick up girls. Well, I worked at a store that was a tchotchke store on that street. Uh, they had like four or five locations in San Francisco. How old are you at this point? Uh, 24. Okay. 25, maybe. And shiftless. I mean, you know, I'm in between. Go 22. Have fun. I'm 18. Okay. I, I'm an embryo. And uh, I'm floating over the earth in a gelatinous sack, <laughs> controlling the movements of mankind using my mind rays. Uh, I'm, so I go into this bar and I'm having a drink, and a guy gave me a significant look. It was the 80s. He gave me this look, you know. And I went, yeah. And like he went, uh. we both get up, go into the bathroom, go into a stall together and chat, right? Like, hey, man, how's it going? Good. How are you, buddy? How are you? Good. <laughs> Finally, he goes like, do you have any Coke? And I'm like, no. I thought you did, man. I swear <laughs> to God. We had been in there for maybe two fucking minutes in a men's stall and he fucking kicks the door. He jumped out of there so fucking fast. I was like, this is the douchiest moment of my life. Even as a 24, I just burst out laughing. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It was, huh? Shows what you're willing to do for Coke. And I didn't even, you know what I mean? Like, right. I wasn't holding. For me, it was clearly like, oh, well, he looks, he's drinking at this fucking douchebag bar. 
He's, he's probably coke. a douchebag with coke, you know. And and you know what you know what I love you know when someone which you didn't do why it's so beautiful is that you know when someone exaggerates a story and they ruin their own story right, like if they right. go we were in there for twenty five minutes no. no you weren't two minutes yeah, we're just talking that's you know, a like long even, fucking time the intro you know hey, yeah. hey, but I love, love, yeah. love. that's hey, a realist bathroom stall with a stranger yeah you don't run out you don't need to say it's twenty because two if you think of two minutes. Two, uh, almost that, two, in him, with and, another and person you don't know standing over a toilet. That's long. If you say twenty minutes went by and we we did nothing but stood there, I think you're lying. You well, did then I was giving him a Hummer at that point. The story gets better because <laughs> you 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 didn't want to make it awkward. Well, exactly. I didn't want to feel like I was going to come out of there with nothing. You go. Oh no, no, I came in here to blow you. Oh, I thought you were trying to give no, me I don't coke. Do coke. Yeah, I don't do coke. I don't do coke. I don't do coke. No, no, I don't do. You do coke. You do I don't coke. do. <laughs> you do coke. You do coke. Um. Hey, uh, by yeah. the way, um, do you sing? Very poorly, but frequently. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, we ask a lot of people on the show to sing Welcome to My World, but you don't have to. Oh, like, I, Some I'll people talk it. it. Oh, like, no, I'll sing it. Somebody figured out a way to talk it. They were like, I, well, me too, to right, be honest like with Harrison. you. Is that what he does? Damn, damn, damn. He sings? <laughs> yeah. I've so, do you know the song like "Welcome to My oh, yeah. World"? Won't you come on in? Oh, I try to do "Welcome to My World," but we'll put a lot of reverb in your voice. And oh, uh, I thought this was the Paul Anka one. Oh, with the with the with the bongos? No, I don't know. I don't know the melody to this one. Now. Paul Anka does one with bongos. It's great. Really? Do you want to hear it? Sure. Can you find? I just it? don't know the tune to this one. Though. It's something like. Well, let's play Paul Anka's first. World. You know what I love? Sometimes when we're searching for something on the show, I think time is just. Go- take it easy. People are people are listening right now. They can take it easy too. <laughs> I meant in a, a good way. I didn't mean take it easy like you're being aggressive. Paul Anka, uh, welcome to my world. Oh, it didn't come up? Paul Anka, Welcome to Mm -hmm. My World? It didn't? All right, well, maybe this is... A timeless musical collection. Well, you know what? Put Welcome to My World on, and then I will uh, sing it. Okay. Uh, I do that every week. I try to convince myself. Welcome to my world. Bienvenido a mi mundo. Fade it out. Now, okay, not re- now put the well, okay. So you know it now. You know it now. Put some reverb in his voice. And by the way, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. I've already begun doing it in Spanish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jimmy Colorado. Thank you. <laughs> welcome to my world. I love him. He's better this year than ever. Miracles, I guess, still happen now and then. <laughs> Step into my heart. Ouch. Kidding. <laughs> Leave your cares behind. Watch it behind there. Welcome to my world. Oh, he's risky. Oh, he's... Remember, it's just a cool, swanky place. Spotlight on him. Spotlight. Knocking the door of the tune here. Seeking you, you will find. Asking you will be given. I'd like to recite the rest of the 23rd Psalm now. <laughs> this heart of mine. Right over here. With my arms unfurled and my legs akimbo, baby. 
<laughs> waiting just for you, like a hermit crab. Welcome to my world. Oh yes, I loved it. Keep the echo on. Greg, Todd, I'm not even joking around. I swear to God. Thank you. We died. I know this seems stereotypical with the echo and everything, but look around the room. Nobody else is here. Wow. I only have one question about the afterworld. Where's the bar? There's no bar. Disappointing, huh? Well, I'll tell you what the afterworld is. You're going to shit in a minute, but there's a stage over in the corner, and you're not going to believe who performs here. Who? You're going to... I, I feel like I don't want to say who it is because, God forbid, I mean, this would get out to the regular. There, every night, you will, uh, one of the comedians, me and you know, that every fucking night they do their show for an hour. Who do you think it is? I don't, who is it? None of us are going to guess because we'd have to think of a comedian that would make us laugh. Like, that's who it was. So I can't tell you. Well, I guess he's not afraid of dying anymore. But when, when, here's my problem. This is what, play number one. Uh, turn the echo off. I came up with this because sometimes in the middle of a bit I get tired of it and I don't know how to end it. We're the bailouts. We're the bailouts. Fade it out. I feel like I threw you a lump of shit and I, and I, and I wasn't going to have it. Um, what were, you know what I'm talking You were doing the song. What, what was I doing? I'm confused right now, to be honest. The, the heaven I was a bit? singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then the we singer. died and the, we were in heaven. The singer. God. And somebody was going to do a set. I thought it was like Kindler or somebody, but no, I didn't know who no, it was. No, no, no. It would be someone. <laughs> the, the, the set was this. I, uh, the singer was hilarious, and I remember going, then throwing that reverb thing. Yeah. I was right, and then I went, eh, that's why I got out well, of the I have a question. I have a question for you. Yes, right. sure. Help me here. Yeah, okay. Desert Island, right? The rest of your life. Nuclear holocaust everywhere. It's you, and you have to bring five albums. Only five albums that you'll listen to for the rest of your life. I now, like they don't, they, you know, it doesn't have to be music. It could be comedy or whatever. Five oh, yeah, albums. Yeah, I'm going to bring five podcasts, I think, you know. <laughs> I want to listen to those over and over I'm again. I want to listen to Fresh Air. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, going to say, from... I want to listen to Ira Glass <laughs> forever in the afterworld. That, that would be my... Uh, uh, maybe five is too many. Three? Three. Great. Uh, no, I would, I would take, uh, let me, I think maybe uh, Sketches of Spain by Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to have a, a, a maybe a Stones album, like Let It Bleed or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh I think maybe the Ramones, uh, Rock to Russia, maybe. Okay. Our guest is Greg Proops. Uh, He's in the middle of giving the five things that he would bring with him on a desert island. He's at three. He's got two left, and we'll be back with the rest. And we're back uh, <laughs> with the two. That's the way the guy stretches out his show. It's like, well, that's weird. He, but that would be funny if I took like 20 minutes of commercials. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to hear the last two. We're sitting here with Greg Proops. What? Okay, back to the thing. What, are the, what were the last two things? Oh, what were the first three again? In case people uh, got confused. Uh, Ramones, Miles um, Davis. Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. And the Stones. And the Stones. Two but, others. Uh, Could be a book on tape? No. Well, I mean, because then you have to bring. I a can book. have a book with me. There's a book list. Okay, it's separate. Right, from okay, this. so you got two more albums. I know, but this is tough, right? Because you, uh, you'd want a classical album when you want to cool out. Would and also, br- I like. Right. To, but if we're on a desert, well, you already island. have the chat. You ever have Miles Davis? Yeah. I have to ask you a question, and you might go, "I never thought about what? that." Could be a comedy album. Yeah. Oh yeah, but then you'd certainly, after a while. I mean, when I was little, I memorized comedy albums. It doesn't diminish the enjoyment. It's just no. that I haven't listened to like. Air by Bill Cosby since I was probably 11 years old when I knew it word for word. Or Why Is There Air? See, I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. It's called Why Is There Air. Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, so I like ambient to... music, but if you're at the beach, that is kind of like ambient music. So yeah. uh, maybe I'd pick, uh, I don't know. I don't know. David Bowie's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like T-Rex, too. I don't know if I want to hear well, it. Well, you have one more, and I don't mean to be a stickler, <laughs> but... All right, all right. Get I don't try... Hey, Greg, 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 Greg. Don't do what you did with the car, because everyone in this uh, fucking room... Change knew your we... mind 50 times? Oh, you were trying to act like... Okay. I'm going to play it every which way. You... Does everyone like me still? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody Am loves I you. Am acting like enough of a corporate asshole? <laughs> Doesn't everyone like me? Uh, I don't know. Frank Sinatra. How about that? We'll close. Okay. I think that's a good, good mix. That's a great I'm list. I'm a little embarrassed. Although Chet Baker, that one where, you know... Uh, they all laughed at Christopher Columbus. You know that one. <laughs> when he said the world was round. I like that song. Yeah. You know what? Uh, oh, ho, ho. Who's got the last laugh? And then his delivery. He, he, he. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I love the old. What, what would you call that type of music? Kind of croony jazz, 50s jazz. Yeah. Uh, if you remember what Chet Baker looked like then, he's got the horn, you know, and, and like a kind of a groovy haircut and like a sweater and whatnot he's just a, he's like a dreamboat for girls which i've always wanted to be but you can't be so you like you say you like things you can't do right right one thing i could never be was a dreamboat <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna pick mine All right. well the one song i would definitely bring play that one i like this one anybody can sing along to this i made a loop of it I'd be uh, on the. Are there other people on the island? Be one other people on the island. I think if there were, they they would all love doing this. Even after ten years, they'd all be like, "Here we go." By the way, when I was trying to figure out that song, I honestly went to some friends and I went, you know that song? Every time I saw somebody, it's like, dibby, bop, boopy, schmooby, boopy, doopy. And I'm like, I'm not kidding. It's sort of like that. They're like, no, there's no song like that. Yeah, yeah. I did it to Lynn, the guy who does the music for the show. Yeah. I go, Lynn, you know that song? Like, bibby, bop. He goes, oh, good morning. Good morning, Star Yeah, the minute, minute it came you, out of my you mouth. You knew what it was? Yeah, by Ragney and uh, Jerome Ragney. And who wrote Hair? Who was the other cat who wrote Hair? It's from Hair. You know, my parents took us to see Hair. Really? Uh, when we were, I, my one brother was six and I was uh, eight. And, and so then, you saw naked girls. Yeah, my brother, guys. well, uh, my brother really perked up in the naked girls. He was sleeping yeah. the whole time. But that's our joke to this day. We remember Corey, just his eyes opened yeah, up yeah. and they all got naked. And, um, but uh, yeah, you know, I thought that was progressive of them. And later in life, I thought, oh yeah, they were like, yeah, they're okay saying it. They should know some of this stuff. Yeah. So. Except you forgot the words to Good Morning Starshine, evidently. Wait, that's from Hair? Yeah, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. Does Maybe anyone got a one. computer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can, can somebody over there look it up? I'm Jesus. pretty sure you know, what I'm, you know what? All right, a the real, world a says real... hello, you twinkle above us, we twinkle below. Yeah, the chorus is just horrid. Hippie bop, scoopy, yibba dabba. Dabba, yubi dabba at one point, I think. Yeah, lovey, lovey. Oh, I should have left that part in. Um... Is it from here? I think I'm right. Hold on. We're going to do this in real time. I'm looking it up. Good morning, starshine. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Are you sure it's not good morning, sunshine? Good morning, sunshine, maybe. Good morning. Oh, starshine. The earth says... Uh, Do we know? I thought it was Starshine. No, it is. That did come up. It just didn't show. All right. We have the Uh, slowest computers in the world. I was going to say, shall I pour some water in this one to get the steam going? Yep, it's from here. (laughs) It's from here. No, that's what I was thinking. What What are you doing? It's from here. Right. Listen, everybody, we got, we're going to go in for the decent. Wasn't quite as satisfying at the end of all. Do you want to play you know, uh, the right. Twitter thing? Yeah, but first, I want to say this. When, next time, I don't know if you, if you have any experience with this. I don't know why I want to talk about this. Um, 
and by the way, I'm going to change the name of the show. I hope I don't know how people do shows for 20 years. I always forget what I talk about. Yeah, me and too. I've, and I've never asked other podcast friends of mine, you know, that do right. podcasts, to go, "Hey, do you have that trouble? You would think I would remember by now." But uh, I never remember what I say. I have to listen to the show over, and even then, I forget, and I tell uh, the same story. Over all right. Well, you know what? With that in mind, I was in a hotel, and the. Um, I think it's funny when people and they give themselves titles in a hotel like lieutenant. Yeah. Well, of the hotel, you know. So, but but there's now before I get to that part of it, I also want to say that, that, and I talked about this with Sarah Silverman when somebody is still in the service industry, and if you're if security at a hotel, uh, is this your cop story? That's no, a great story. No, no, you're still in the service industry. It's okay. It doesn't mean I'm still going to be polite to you, but same thing with TSA people. You're in the service industry. Let's not act like you're cops because if you were cops, I get it. You know. Yeah. So Are anyway, you tell that story. I'm going to tell the story I'm telling about, about the cop and the, and, and the service industry employee. No, at the mall. Oh no, I wasn't telling that. Uh, no, but I will. It's a great story. No, my friend says he doesn't. Okay, let me side note here. My friend never pulls out his badge. He's a cop. He goes, I don't pull out my badge if somebody tells me something and I, you know, I do it. You know, it, you know, you can't stand over there. What am I going to be a lunatic cop and pull out my badge? But he goes, oh, there was one time when we were at this like outdoor grove area in Irvine and somebody told him to pick up trash and it was a security guard. <laughs> and he goes, I would pick that up because I'm green, but. That's not my trash. Mm-hmm. And then one thing led to another, and he just fucking reamed him. <laughs> and he's shitting his pants, and he should have. He goes, you know, yeah. come on, I don't treat people like that. Why would yeah. you? He goes, you know, you could still do it even though I'm a cop, but, you know, I, I knew that that would stop you. Yeah. He goes, I should have been able to stop you. I remember my friend going, I should have been able to stop you just because I was someone that you can't, hey, I, I'm going to this mall, you can't talk to me like that. But right. I knew that wouldn't stop you. But this guy was like, if you don't pick that up. He was like, but anyway, back to the, um, so the hotel. Well, this reminded me of when I was doing a show with Doug Benson and some people from the hotel went up to the room and uh, next thing you know they go there's a lieutenant outside and he and he wants you to uh, wait in the room because he's getting backup I swear to God this is true <laughs> what? yeah so anyway everyone well, sta- well, when you say people from the hotel came to your room some people from the show oh they were all really cool. I know that sounds weird, but you know what? I thought you meant from the hotel, like oh no, I'm sorry. To I'm intervene sorry. Intervene and right. something that was going on we, in the room. We, we did the show. We did the podcast, and then afterwards, about oh, I see. five or six people from the show came up. It was right. Doug, me, Graham. It was actually fun. A lot of cool people. Um, and and um, what? And Graham. Yes. <laughs> and see what uh, I did. That was for you, Graham. I don't mind. <laughs> Graham thinks I still let the dogs out. He tweeted me today. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. I didn't even know he had dogs, and I didn't let him out. So anyway. Um, so then we were all like, Doug was in his corner. I don't think he really cared or anything, but I was like, shit, you know, I got a little nervous. I don't know why. Then I thought I shouldn't be nervous. And then I got nervous again. So then finally one guy goes, that's like a self-appointed Lieutenant. I'm like, oh yeah. So we all just walked out past him. And he didn't try to stop us because he knew he couldn't. Like it was. So when they would be great if you put a name tag and just wrote general on it. A lieutenant of a hotel. (laughs) Well, they they give themselves titles in the hotel. That's Uh, like lieutenant, but that's not a real lieutenant. Like you could say you're the emperor. The embassy suites. They take the embassy part really seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember one time. Excellent ambassador. I remember one time in a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the embassy suites. Uh, I remember. Hasta la vista. Those are the Paraguayans. They are leaving now. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Mr. Glass. 
I am lieutenant. <laughs> you here with the improv? <laughs> <laughs> they dressed like they, well, they, at least they were those the the, uh, the outfits could fit that voice. Yeah. You know the uh, what are they called? What are they? Why are they so official? They look like they're. We should be uh, bowing to them. Like they the hat and they're like they're like they're royalty when they Ooh. in the fine end hotels. The ro- the more royal the bellmen look. Oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Like why, hot yeah, why does it have to be well, – you're, you're getting someone's luggage. Why do they have to make you look it's that old livery uh, carriage thing. Mm. What is that? The, I don't the know. last holdover from when there was carriages. Because you had footmen who rode in the back of your carriage. And the guy oh. who took your horses when you came in wore a bloody top hat and fucking jodhpurs and opened up – I'm guessing that. I'm guess what I'm guessing. Long you're, coats you're, and all that. I'm guessing I you're like right. It. If like – you know, it's it, – it's just a job. These guys do a job. They get, you know, yeah. it's all part. Well, yeah, of I just meant it in comedically. Theater, theater of life. Yeah, well, I just different I don't... hotels in New York. It's always hilarious. The kind of doormen that are at the ones. There's mm. the kind of like I'm going to hook you up, and I don't want to be hooked up. And then there's the guys with the fucking beef eater uniform on who you think, oh fuck, really? Even in the snow, right? With the hat <laughs> and, yeah. and, the, and the and the and the boots, like you're riding right. a horse. You're, well, Napoleon's I'm gonna... grand army and shit. But when oh so the, the, when the hotel security one time I went down to the hotel and this is when you want to remind them yeah your hotel security I went to get a pizza and I came down in my sh- in my bare feet okay. and I'm not telling the story different than it really happened I'm not the dick how long in, were you down there forty five minutes an hour no no two se- <laughs> I'm not a dick in this story like the guy is yeah. I'm not a crazy person and I was getting off the elevator it, well I'm not a dick in the story if I'm telling the truth and I'm telling you this is exactly the way I talk to him with respect and dignity I only fought back when he was being a jerk right, so you at the Four Seasons in Paris no I'm. <laughs> I'm at the at the. I don't want to say the name of the hotel because they hooked me up. It was just it's one a very nice hotel, right in Washington D.C. Okay. So so anyway, the the security guy goes uh, can't come down here with your uh, with bare feet, and I went. I, I respect that, but I'm just getting that pizza right there. I wasn't going all the way upstairs to put on socks to come back downstairs, and he tried to stop me, and that's when I went whoa 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 whoa. I go listen. I'm talking to you with respect, so you have to listen to what I'm saying. You're 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 a security here. And I respect that. And if I, if you, if I, I, it's not like I'm saying to you, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do whatever I want. Now that I know that's the rule, I'll follow it. But you don't get to talk to me like this. You either, nor if you saw a hostess over there yeah. or the concierge person talking to me like this. You're, you're the same. That doesn't mean I'm going to be rude to you, but you can't be rude to me. And um, he, he got in his place because yeah. you want to go, yeah, you're security to protect me. Yeah. Not to protect me from being like you can't talk no, like no that. No shoes rule. That's for crazy people coming in from outside ah. to 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 use the bathroom. Right. Not for people who. Anyway, all right. Enough of that if shit. If I let you all come right. down here and do this, the whole place is going to go nuts. And I've been trying to come to work without my shoes on for two years. Yeah, so, yeah. buddy, I have some songs, and I want to ask you if you wrote them. All right, go on. You'll tell me the true story because we've asked Kindler this. A lot of people have denied them. This is play the play the dirty song. Maybe maybe there's a backstory to this song, and then we have to we're going in for the close. There was an old farmer who lived on a rock. He sat in the meadow, just shaking his fist at some boys who were down by the creek. Their feet in the water, their hands on their marbles and playthings. And- Did you write that? No, I I wrote another one that goes like this. <laughs> Lulu had a steamboat. The steamboat had a bell. Lulu went to heaven. The steamboat went to hello operator. Give me number nine. If you disconnect me, I'll kick you in behind the refrigerator. There was a piece of glass. Lulu slipped and fell and cut her little ask me no more questions. I'll tell you no more lies. Only you would have another fucking song. I've played that 50 times, probably 15, 20 times. And this is to go, oh, no, I wrote a song just like it. You think, okay, that's the end of the bit. No. 
There's actually one in my memory. <laughs> All right, well, we, we, we're going in for the descent. I have some uh, slides I found of you. Right. Actually, and your family was nice enough to send some in. So this is a little walk down memory lane, and then we'll wrap it up. I don't know. We'll think of a nice way to wrap it up. Um, so, uh, Paul Anka, you know, these times of your life. And if, do you mind if we ask questions about them? No, not at all, Todd. Now, hold on, hold on. Good morning, yesterday. Is that the house you grew up in? Yeah. How old are you in this picture? I think I'm about, well, 34. I mean, the cowboy hat's kind of small. That's the thing. Uh, I love that wagon, though. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I just love that wagon. Now, who, who, who's pushing it? Who's that guy? Um, that was my uh, my other uncle. I mean, he wasn't really an uncle. Like, he lived nearby, and I think he was uh, molesting some of the other you know kids in the neighborhood or whatever. But he, what does his shirt say? Uh, it, it's hard to read from here, but it says uh, Tic Tac Bull Wanger Squad. <laughs> That's what they called themselves. It was like they were in a group, and it was like a Thursday night thing. And, uh, By the way, normally for this bit we had the clicking sound, and it really makes it good, but we don't have it. It's okay. Now, okay, how come you're not house. wearing anything else besides the hat? Oh, well. Yeah, I should have asked that first. Oh, thanks, Dan. You make us look stupid. In, in this photo, uh, I'm in my waiting pool. Uh, Where is this? Uh, this is in uh, Tremonesia, California, which is a small town outside of Oak Rock. And you have a dog? Why is your dog... Is your, are you pulling your dog in the... Is that the wagon? That's not a dog. What uh, is that? That's a small pony. We, uh, My parents were uh, miniature pony farmers. No, is that for, true? You swear to God? Yeah, but only for a short time. It's, we really couldn't make it... The thing about ponies is they're snuffly. They're really susceptible to a lot of... And by putting it in the cold water and then back in the hot sun, that pony died like two days later after that picture was taken. Oh, my oh God. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? I should have maybe edited these pictures. I think we have That's a picture okay. of, of that, actually, I think. Is that the funeral? Oh. Is that the there funeral? We we, look how big that box is. I mean, my dad went to like... 10 or 12 stores. We were looking behind stores trying to find a box big enough. Yeah, can, and moment. for our audience that's is that, listening. Is, is that, is hold that on, hold on. Chiquita on the side? Yeah, it was a big banana crate. We went to a, a Lucky. It looks like it's 20 big banana crates. Did you undo banana crates and put like a lot together? My, my, yeah, me and my cousins uh, uh, staple gunned those together. And then oh. we put the pony. Now, we wrote a poem for him. You know, we sang a song and whatnot. We, I felt bad. I mean, I didn't have the pony that long. Only Wait, do you, uh, okay, let me let me go to another picture. Jesus Christ! What the fuck is that? You're at Whole Foods. That, I, <laughs> let me explain it for our listening audience. He's at you're at Whole Foods and you're like hitting a lady over the head with yeah. a pipe. Yeah. What's going on? It's not. It's not. When is this, by the way? When is this? It's not a pipe. It's it's a very. It's the color of the photo. It's because of the what time of day it was taken. That's a zucchini, <laughs> uh, and she's a. Uh, uh, I don't know her. But there was this, we were raising money for this charity thing, and it was just crazy. Uh, it was called Children Need to Breathe Too, and um, we would go to these different supermarkets, and I mean, I got roped into this. I got, this was a long time ago. This yeah. was 2011. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do, uh, go ahead, go to the next one. All right. Where, clerk? Now, now where's this? Is this your, is this your wife? Is this your... Uh... No, that's this is that's my cousin Dale. Uh, he is just so feminine. Uh, he has a what is he wearing? Well, is that Regis Phil? Is that Regis Philbin in the corner? It is Regis Philbin. We we I took we went to New York and um, we were we went. Wait, to is he Regis. chasing you? 
he is. Uh, it's a it's a crazy story. I yeah, mean, let him tell it. Was, let him well, tell he it. A, he wanted to go. <laughs> my, my cousin Dale uh, loves Barbara Eden, so that's why he's wearing that outfit. And we went to see Regis and Kelly, and uh, he got up and he was and he was you know we we're high and he got up and I went dum bum 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 and like then it, it all it was the thing was the show hadn't ended. And so Regis, uh, Regis yeah. was pretty. One of the lights got uh, knocked over by the security yeah. guard because there was kind of a thing when they were trying to drag Dale out. And, and now wait, uh, this is it. Is this is it? Obviously, somebody's house. Is this? Re- oh, that's. Is this? Are you back? This or- is at Regis' house later. <laughs> uh, we were having. Um, I want you to notice the kind of beer he's serving too. There, that's Old Milwaukee. I mean, really? You're fucking rich. Yeah, you dude. drink Old Milwaukee. Oh my yeah. god! There's. You can tell you're not lying because in the corner there's a. Uh, yeah. The case of Old Milwaukee. Is that Kelly? Is she sitting next to him on the couch with you no, guys? No, that's not Kelly. That's um. That, there was some starving children there, and uh, that's weird. Kelly was. Just, that's one of the starving. It's in fact two of the starving children holding each other near the sofa. Oh, you can see uh, that. I'm not oh, trying yeah, to be. But they're yeah. wearing a Kelly wig, and I can see why you would think that was <laughs> one of when she had the slightly reddish. That was when she had that sitcom a couple years ago. Okay, let's let's click it over. Click it. Just well, Jesus Christ! I don't. Know. I better. That's should, at a would circus. you rather me not say that's anything? That's at a circus. I, it's not me, actually. That's Who an upside is that? down. That's an upside down animal. I'm not. I don't remember what animal. Oh, click that. That's weird. Hold on. Go back to that. Oh, it's not upside down. That's no. my dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not an upside down animal. No, I Why does your dad? Well, because of the feet. I didn't. Uh, does he have broccoli on his head? Yeah. Why? Bro- it was a vegetable circus. Listen, <laughs> I I didn't. Sometimes I'm from the Bay Area, and uh, we're a little different There's up no there. There's no vegetable. There's circus. a vegetable circus. It's called. Uh, uh, I think it's called like uh, Carnavale Zucchini or something, or Carnavale, you know, Broccolini. Oh. It's a guy. It's really, you know, he he does what he can. The thing about it is, the carrots on the highway are funny for a minute, and then they fall. And everybody's like, well, fuck, right? <laughs> uh, here's what I'd like to do. Um, we'll do. There's six more pictures, and I and we and our time is up. I mean, our time is up, but you know, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we got uh, a hard out here. Let me just Marvin Kalb's on next. Well, I'm actually being respectful of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, let me flip through these real quick. If there's anything in there you think worth telling us right. about, go, go. Oh, no. Go. Oh, no, 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 stop there. That's stop there. That Go one. back there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Sadie Hawkins' dance in high school. What is that? That's not me. Uh, it's a friend of mine. I didn't get asked. Is that oh. Jeremy Hotz? Yeah, that's Jeremy What's Hotz. he doing there? Well, I, I matriculated briefly in Ontario, um, and uh, Jeremy and I went to um, um, Gordon Lightfoot uh, Junior High together. Is that... Oh, my God. Is that good? I'm going to be the obvious improv. Oh, my God. Is that Gordon Lightfoot? No. It's a Gordon Lightfoot impersonator. <laughs> By the way, what if that was all your improv? No matter what I do, yeah, watch yeah, yeah. it. Oh, my God. Your Regis is there. Yeah, that's Regis. No, uh, you say no. No, no, that's, that's not Regis. Oh, that's not. I thought that no, was no, Regis. That, uh, we're at a theater in New York. Oh. Oh, my God. Is that? Are you at the, uh, at the Tabernacle Theater? No. No, it's the Helen Hayes. You can see the sign up oh. in front of the... Oh, my God. Is that, your, is that the... That's fucking Bruce Springsteen. No, it's just a guy. I, I don't think it's Bruce Springsteen. Oh no, you're right. It's little Steven. That's little. <laughs> uh, um, These pictures have been uh, what a trip down memory lane. Yeah, I haven't thought crazy. of some of this shit in a long yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the last one. All no. Right. You know All what? right. Okay. That was a. Uh, 
That was a meth dealer I worked for in high school. <laughs> you worked for a meth dealer? Is that yeah. true? You swear to God? Yeah. Well, no, wait, you swear well, to God. What did no, you I do didn't. for him? You guys are just yeah, smiling. You, well, yeah, you look well, like you're eating ice some, cream we cake. We smoked some angel dust there, and we're getting ready to uh, bread some chicken. <laughs> you bread chicken for a crystal meth dealer? Well, it was a pizza man, chicken delight. Ah, just you do the most simple, un, un, dirty job. I used to bread chicken for him. Oh, well, that explains nice. it. Fade that out. Well, guess what, everybody? Uh, Greg Proops has been our guest. And uh, Greg, do you fun. have anything you want to plug? Yeah, loads of things. Um, I have a podcast called The Smartest Man in the World. It's free. It's on iTunes, or you can go to my website, gregproops.com. And uh, I don't know. When does this go out? I'm playing Friday. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in Vegas at the Paris in two weeks' time. Uh, at the, I don't know if you've ever been to the Paris Casino. When you come in, they go, bonjour, which is hilarious because you're in Las Vegas. Uh, so bonjour. <laughs> like people are in in like those little rascal things and they weigh 400 pounds <laughs> and they've got a big drink and a thing and people go, bonjour. And you're like, okay. that Was Paris the one that used to be Aladdin? Oh, yeah. And then like they opened what it. What is it now? Well, that's, I, I think it's Paris now. Oh, is it Paris? Uh, oh, was that the Aladdin? Remember, because they finished it in 2010, yeah. I think, and then 2011 happened. Oh, yeah. And they closed down the other. It's the kid next door. He plays. He lives in the loft next door. He plays the song. I like Family Guy, so I don't mind. Sorry. I'm sorry. We're wrapping it up anyway. Cute little kid. Loves family guy. It's the only downside to He only has seventy two years left to live, his parents tell me, so I'm and I'm stupid, so I don't figure out that's a lifetime, so I do whatever they ask. Um that it would be funny to go. I only have you know, that you call all your friends one day, you go, I only have um in your R age or whatever. Yeah. Whatever age you are, you I can make it work if you're twenty eight more years to live. My doctor told me I only had thirty more years to live so I quit my job and I'm going to go live my life well I don't know if you can quit your job if you got 28 more years to live That's you can quit your job when you got a year seriously I'm selling everything and I'm moving to but, Nepal but, but, but you're, 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 you're going to be that's a good life I, I don't know if you can't you can't you know. I know I'm the top corporate attorney in Altadena <laughs> but I don't care anymore I want my life to mean something that's why I'm moving to Nepal I'm living in a yurt and you, with only 28 years to live. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to find it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, well, okay, so the Paris, that's where we... we I'll we, be there, yeah. And okay. then you can go to my website or proofcast.com and... Uh, and uh, all the dates are there. I'm on the road with the guys. I'm going to be in England. I'm going to be in uh, Edinburgh at the festival and, uh, in August. Um, I could be less vague and act less dismissive about my you know what? fucking work. <laughs> I don't <laughs> take it that way at all. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say an expression I say a lot. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I took it as you don't really want to sit there and rip through your no, dates. not really. But I don't take it as, as oh, what good. you said. I just took it as like you're trying to do it quick. Like, yeah, I'll get some dates out there. But you right. know what? I don't mind. People listen to the podcast, and I think for a lot of people uh, – I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I feel like, oh, I don't want to plug dates, but no, I think it's not. We we did an hour and a half of comedy. If for a minute somebody plugs some dates, I always go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then I'll plug a couple more. Yeah, seriously. Let me see. What do I got? Uh, (laughs) I say uh, uh, eighth and ninth of. Ninth uh, and tenth of August, I'm in like Salem and Eugene. Anyway, come, go to proofcast.com or gregproofs.com, and all the dates and all that jazz is there. Okay, and like I say, the, the podcast is what I'm most excited about because I do it live everywhere I go. So if you see me, it's likely I'll be doing it. The smartest, uh, smartest man, smartest in the world. man in the world. Um, yes, is a joke. 
And <laughs> <laughs> hey, put put in post. Put that music here. Insinuates you, you be me, and I'll be every radio host when you're plugging your gig. Uh, uh, like say, okay. it, now I'm going to be in Philly like tomorrow. Okay. Say that I'm going to go on the radio day after tomorrow in Philly. Smartest guy in the world. You'll be uh, okay. um, you be me, and I'll be there. Oh, okay, host. okay. Uh, we have Greg Proops here this morning. Greg's going to be playing Helium this weekend. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing good. So you got a podcast here. Yeah, yes. Let me ask you something. Are you really the smartest man in the world? Okay. At first, did you mind that? Or did you get tired of that right away? <laughs> I named the fucking show, and so it's my entire fault. What? But after uh, the 50 millionth DJ says it, you're like, and I always go, it's a joke. Let me, let me, do it ha- let me see how you handle it. Can I be mm-hmm, the DJ? Mm-hmm. Well, you sort of just did it, but okay, we'll do go it. On, okay, go on. So anyway, we have Greg Proops in studio. Remember, we'll be out at Dell Chevrolet tomorrow, tossing around some stuff, party balloons, a lot more. Um, so Greg is Proops is sitting across from me now. Greg, you have a podcast. I do, and it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, buddy. Now I got to ask you this: Go on. <laughs> Are you really the smartest guy in the world? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. You cretinous pinhead. I can't believe you'd have the temerity to ask a question like that. How did you find two fucking lobes to bang together to squeeze out that interrogatory? <laughs> Do you say that for real? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of overbearing dickhead? Well, I thought you could get away with it because it was so, like, twisted that the people that had a good... I would, if I heard a guy say that in the morning... And I knew he was funny, and that was ironic. Yeah. I'd fucking laugh. You're right, but if you don't know, it's ironic. I thought, yeah, anyway. All righty. Um, so there we go, Katie. My show on Thursdays. Uh, it's every other Thursday in Los Feliz. It's free. Todd does it all the time. You know what? A lot. I'm going to say it again. I had so much fun there. I love it because we were hanging outside. You can get Chinese. Like, I go eat Chinese food, go up, do the show, and everybody hangs out on the curb afterwards. I fucking love Odd it. Oddthursdays.tumblr.com. It? It's in Los Feliz at the Palace oh, on Hillhurst. Sweet. Yeah. It sounds weird when you say it's in a Chinese restaurant, but it's, but it's cool. So it's really it's a, good Chinese food. And it's a room that's secluded. Have you invited upstairs. me to do this before? No, but I would love you to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I had to ask. I mean, you know. no, you know what? I'm sure she didn't. She was shy to ask, but I'm sure I she would love it. Dance. <laughs> How could I? I won't, matter of fact, let's go out on. <laughs> oh, I wish we had that. I won't dance. How could I? You know what? I'm going to talk until you get that ready because I want to do it in real time. We're going out on that song. All right. So uh, Greg's going to be there. I got that. My great story about DC. Would you? How many people would go online and just write like e- email me and just go? I'd come see you at the. I want to know how many podcasts and people in Philadelphia would go to uh, P.J. Ryan's. Now, later I'll do it at Helium, but right now for P.J. Ryan's, uh, email me. Go, oh, I'd go. Find out how many people that live in that area. I get it. If you don't email me, it doesn't mean you don't want to see the podcast. It might mean I don't live near Phoenixville. But my que- just curious how many people that would go to a show in Phoenixville would come see the podcast. Um, there we go. Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Uh, Andrew Furtada, look at you. Right back where you belong. And then uh, thank you, um, Rob. Rob Kamogi Kamagi Kamogi Kamiki. Daniel Kino, thank you. No problem. I liked it when it was coming in. Greg, thank you very much. Todd, anytime. You're a, you're a, real, you're a real gem. Bye. I won't dance. Don't ask me. I won't dance. Don't ask me. I won't dance. Madam with you. My heart won't let my feet do things that they should do. You know what? You're lovely. You know what? You're so lovely. And oh, what you do.
Now leaving Nerdist.com. 